Welcome to the summer series of Politics and Psychology, where every Sunday we'll have special episodes of interesting interviews and fun conversations. Today we have highly successful serial entrepreneur, attorney Joy Hunt. Joy has built several multi-million dollar businesses and as a survivor of both financial abuse and domestic abuse, she now educates entrepreneurs and spouses on the correct way to start, grow, and legally protect their business and how to grow and sustain wealth. So welcome to the show, Joy. And let's start with the gun incident. Ironically, I was letting him know, hey, I don't need child support. I don't need spousal support. Like, just like let the businesses keep continuing to pay, you know, the bills where I'm living, we're gonna keep drawing our same salary. Like I'm not trying to mess up with the money. Right. And he was just like, I'll never give you any money. In fact, I'll kill you before I give you some money. Like he just snapped. And I'm looking like, mm. what, are you, what are you talking about? Right. Right. And he went to the office next door to mine and he got a gun out and he he shot it through the wall where and the bullet went through my computer monitor where I was sitting. I knew he was going to shoot the gun because about three weeks later, I mean, three weeks before that, we were at the dealership. And the first time I mentioned, hey, like, I'm going to move out the home. Like, I'm running just, like, start fresh. When mm-hmm. he went to the dealership, he had fired off two rounds, of, like, over his dad's head, came out in the lobby, was firing around, you know, off in the lobby with, um, with customers in there. So... I knew like, okay, maybe, you know, the family breaking. I just thought it was just like a lot for him to deal with. Right, right. Never thinking he was going to try to kill me. And our son was sitting in the lobby like feet away from all this. Mm, so so once he could have been that, in. Correct. In fact, an employee was hit that the bullet went through my office to the bathroom, which is after my office. And it hit an employee that was sitting on the toilet on, the, yes. on her thigh. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And so then what happened? I guess the police were called and everything, but the police were uh, called. He was arrested. Um, mm-hmm. He could not. We we had I had a protective order where we where we wouldn't be together. OK, um, so his so my father-in-law, well, my father-in-law at the time, his dad, he was like, hey, you know, well, Corey's a salesperson. Why don't you work from home so that Corey can be here to sell the cars? I am even after me leaving and the shooting, I'm still trying to make everything as as amicable as possible because we we have a son together. You know, I had a stepdaughter, like we are my in-laws are living with us. I'm just trying to make every I'm just trying to make this split as peaceful as possible. Right. So I just, you know, move everything to my home office and I'm now working from home. Mm-hmm. my brother was like joy something isn't right you just need to get out of it yeah and i had so much anxiety i couldn't sleep this is like i don't like i can't believe this person like really tried to kill like that was the first time like i really thought that i was like going to die mm-hmm. from a person okay. who i had entrusted and you know i thought that this was my husband we've been together for 11 years oh i'm divorcing because found out he was having an affair with a couple of employees that work for us so this is like i'm finding out all of this but i'm i'm still being grown i'm still being professional i'm still being cordial like i'm not slashing (laughs) tires i'm not contacting them i'm not doing anything irrational i'm okay like let me just let me just go on my way right 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 so, so for it to get to the point of shooting, had there been other incidents of violence or physical abuse so that even though you left and you're being amicable and you had the shooting, but you still kind of seem to be not, you know, going crazy about it. I'll say this. When you sit in shit too long, it doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. From yes. the beginning, from the beginning, whenever he would get mad, he would break things hit a wall break a table Mm -hmm. and so at first that would like startle me and then i would you know stop whatever whatever we were talking about because now him being violent is scaring then i'm like wait he's doing that you know just to have me stop questioning him or just you know just to kind of win whatever little argument we're having so instead of me being healthy and being like this is not normal i would Mm -hmm. just ignore him when he would break tables thus well I, I, I would act like it didn't bother mm-hmm. okay okay but now the violence 
goes from breaking objects to now we're maybe throwing objects at. So we'll 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 chunk a sugar bowl like like you're pitching for the Astros at me. You'll mm. you'll chase me around the house throwing plates and to to scare me. Right. So whenever we have like a big issue, like a fallout like that, I'll leave. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why would you be doing this to me? Like, we have kids. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't even understand what you're mad about. But then that's when the, oh, I didn't do all that, and I'm like, no, you, mm-hmm. you really chased me around the house for 30 minutes. Like, it took me 40 minutes just to sweep up all of the china. You like, no, that that really mm-hmm. happened. And right. it's like, no, it. So. I know what happened, but he's acting like I'm exaggerating. Mm, okay. But an, an abuser doesn't abuse every day. So then it will 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 go a couple months with everything just being copacetic. But now we're now we're hollering at my face. We're throwing things at me. And now my son, he may be, he's 10 now. He may be eight, nine at the time. Mm-hmm. He's now going to run and jump in front of me. Be like, no, daddy, don't talk to mommy like that. And so now mm. daddy's pushing him out the way. Oh, shut up, nigga. So I'm just like, mm, right, right, right. This is not healthy, Joy. You and I would tell him, like, you know, you are you are abusive. Like, it, when you get mad, like you're not spanking our son. Like to reach, like, hey, don't, don't do that. You're just you're just like venting on him. And I I don't think what you're doing is right. Hmm. So so I was kind of like, you know what? So I was a good year. Like, I need to get out of this. This isn't healthy. He's kind of being abused. I don't want to say the word abusive because in my mind, like, Mm -hmm. there's no way I can be with someone who's abusing my child. There's no way that I can be with someone who's crazy. I'm smarter than that. So you kind of downplay things because there's no way that I would have missed all the red flags. Right, right. And right. I'm like, I'm like sleeping in the red flags, like, you know, rolling <laughs> over on them. But right. I, I felt like I was in denial for a while. Mm. And then when I found out about the affair, it was like, oh, let God, you, you ain't got to show me nothing else. Like, right. okay. I, I get it. I get it. And that was also, I guess, like, was it a good awakening or was it a relief? It was a release. I felt like I was holding everything together with a strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had so much invested. Our, the, his in, my in-laws had sold their home and come to live with us for the last 10 years. Um, you know, we're the only family, like as far as like a husband-wife scenario that my stepdaughter will see. Right. My son, right. you know, we have a gorgeous home. We have thriving businesses. Like, I have sacrificed so much work and time and effort to build this great life. If you could just be nice, like right. you don't even got, just be nice. Mm-hmm. I've put so much work and effort into building all of this up. And it's like, if you could just be nice, I could just stomach it and get the kids out the house. And you know what I'm saying? That's, that's where I was at that time. Right. Trying to wait till they get 18 and out of the house. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But with, with, with that disrespect, with how, see, financially, we are 50, 50 or 60, 40 and 60. Like I am, I am carrying the workload. I'm doing I am doing everything in the business. I am systems. I am procedures. When we have mm. a financial crisis, it's me. You need to come up with something. We need this. We need, so I'm carrying the, the blunt of all this, which I right. don't mind. I don't mind. This is like, this is what I'm good at, but I'm not going to carry the blunt of all this. And you're out here disrespecting me. Like if, if I got to mm-hmm. do all this, I can do all this on my own. So right. when, when, that, when that disrespect came out, that was what I needed to be like, Joy, you can walk away and wherever the pieces fall, they're just going to fall. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Now you had mentioned, you know, just in hearing some more about your background story before this episode, you had mentioned about how being in a financially abusive relationship, how that led you to your purpose. So can you talk about the financial abuse part of it? I did not know what financial abuse was. Mm. In the beginning of our marriage, in the beginning of the marriage, I had money. He didn't. He had two failing businesses you know, he was having a turn in cars. I was a successful attorney. 
we joined, we started a business together and we worked that business and grew. I had other business ventures outside of him. Mm -hmm. The second we got married, he insisted that his mother pay our bills. And I said, well, like, well, why? But he, he, it was, it was a big thing. Like, um, we, it was like, a, I don't want to say an argument, but like, he was just not letting go. He wanted his mom to pay his bills. And why are we got your mama paying our bills? Like I can, it, right. when I say pay her, but <laughs> I mean like write, write the checks from our account. Oh, but he, was okay. Just, okay. he was just adamant about that. And I have a very strong personality and I'm like, okay, you know, you gotta be submissive to your husband. Like I'm, I'm trying to do all the wife stuff. So mm -hmm. I let that go. Mistake number one. Mm -hmm. mistake number one because I don't know how much is is being spent because I'm not over the household bills all the bills are being paid I don't know how much is being paid right okay okay so we would he's into cars and so he'll hey I want to get this car well do you need this car I don't think you need this car and if if I'm not for it he'll lie to me and well it's just going to be $2,000 a month. Well, it's not really $2,000 a month. It's really $6,000 a month. But because I'm not writing the bills, I don't know what's being paid. Mm, okay. Okay. So I'm not finding out that that this Lamborghini you have is just, it's not an extra $500 a month. We're paying an, an additional $6,000 a month for this one car. Mm -hmm. But I don't find all that out till a year and a half later when we're, we're just all at um, his parents live, live in our guest house. We're just all over there eating dinner. And his dad makes the comment like, you know what? The next car you get, you shouldn't be paying $6,000. That's just way too much money. Who's paying mm -hmm. $6,000 for a car? <laughs> and everyone right. looks at me like, you don't know? And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, well, I knew that you would say no. It would be stuff like that. He'll buy mm. something. He'll lie about the price. And I don't find out until months later. And my issue is I'm not at home sitting, eating bonbons, going to the spa, like right. baby, I'm out here working. So whatever right. are the decisions that we're making with this money, like I need to be um, involved in it, but it would always be that in the mm. slowly, but surely I had to, I don't want to say I had to stop. I stopped doing, he wanted me to focus all my attention on the business ventures that we had together and I couldn't do anything separate. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Oh, you know, we just need to focus on, on, on this one thing. So like when I, st I started the firm during COVID, he would, I mean, if I'm shooting a video, he's walking in to disturb me. He's always criticizing what I'm doing. Mm. It's a waste of time. He does not want me to have any of money that's separate from him. Then okay. it's let's now we're on a budget. Hey, I'm just going to give you some money. I, I, I let's just try to save. And so, in the last two years, I can't put my hands on any money, right? Okay, so it'd be like, like if I wanted to go to Smoothie King, I have to ask him for $20, even if though I you're the go, one making all the money, sweet, working seven days a week, uh huh, right? Right. So when I say, this is stupid, Corey, like, this is dumb. Like, I work seven days a week. I don't understand. Whenever I speak up, we're going to now be violent. We're now going to scream. We're now going to throw something. Or we're now going to push our son. Mm -hmm, so then mm -hmm. the violence makes me calm down because I'm not trying to rock the boat. But why I got to ask you for $200 to go get groceries? If you want to be in a budget, cool. What's my allowance? Give me a certain amount of money where I can go and do what I got to do. Right, right. But he, I, I so, so now I'm thinking about, hey, I kind of want to leave. I can't put my hand on no money, though, to get anything. That's, I can't put my hand on nothing. Okay. Because he's controlling all of it. Him and his mother's all of it. doing it. Okay. All okay. of it. Okay. So okay. when I, when I leave, I'm still getting paid from the business. Oh, we're at our divorce hearing. I'm thinking it's just going to be a regular hearing. You know, mm -hmm. Texas has standard, you know, visitation, blah, blah, blah. The day before the hearing, all the money's out the bank account. Mm. So he literally just took over our business, mm -hmm. took all the money out the account. I now leave court. He's, his, his argument in court is we don't have any money. His parents pay for everything, which they don't. Right. And 
I find out I'm going to get seven. I'm supposed to be getting $1,800 a month in child support. I get 700 because he's actually going to have no money. And I, I didn't come with financial documents. Like I'm just thinking we're just trying to be as amicable, amicable as possible. You don't want your son you right. know, to have any stressing about stuff. And that's when I find out that's not what this is. I want you to have nothing. So you have to come back to me. So Joy, that is really, really, um, oh my goodness, amazing and interesting and shocking all at the same time. So then when you were leaving the courthouse with $700, what were you thinking? To be honest, I had a, I had a weird sense of calmness Mm. because I had sat in a, in a temporary divorce hearing of where I thought I am divorcing someone amicably. I'm being so grown. I'm being so just neutral. (laughs) Right. And I'm seeing him get on the stand and testify under oath that we don't have any money. I'm seeing my father-in-law get on the stand and testify saying that he's putting down payments on homes. He's paying for things. Mm. He, he's never paid a light bill, right? And our mortgage right. is $12,000 a month. So we make good money. So I'm not thinking that that whatever is the Texas standard law, they're saying I'm going to get $1,800 a month in child support. That number is not even moving me from what I'm used to. So I'm not thinking they're going to be Right. Trying to make it less than eighteen hundred dollars a month, but yep, they they did. So mm. I did not bring any kind of financial documentation because I didn't think we're going to be fighting this. I just thought we're trying to just make everything a smooth transition, you know, so that our son can just kind of we can just kind of go on with our new normal. Right. What's this going to be, and everyone just move around. Right. So now I realize, Joy, all of this is on you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have Jesus, but baby, you have rent, you know, you, got food, <laughs> you know, like my son likes Amazon, Uber Eats, like mm-hmm. I now have to go make a life for myself. Right. And I said, okay, it's game time. You know, I had, I had been doing uh, what, I, what I'm doing now, the firm, but more of like a hobby. Mm, okay so it's like okay well now I gotta make this a real business okay so I can't just be doing videos and in a, a hat on and a sweatshirt just talking about something like let me let me now run this like it's my real business and I okay. just I say, God I just I just need to get my rent for the month paid off of this if I can do the rent I can you know I can hustle up the rest but I, I just need the firm to pull in the rent right okay okay I just got to, you know, making videos, you know, of course, I, if you look down my page, I used to just do this in in a sweatshirt, a hat, like, this is like my little fun project I started in COVID, which ended up actually turning into a profession. Okay. So, so what did you do? Okay. So you go home leaving a $12,000 a month mortgage. Now you're having to figure out how to make $1,800 work, which is like you said, not going to help your son's Uber eat or no, 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 baby, baby. I didn't, I didn't even get the 1800. I got. Oh, oh, wow. The, 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 see, Texas has, has, has standard guidelines. No matter how much money you make, Mm -hmm. you are capped at $1,800 a month. Oh, wow. So I'm not bringing any financial documentation. I'm not thinking that we're, I have to prove anything. I'm thinking whatever is the standard, you know, is what is, is what we're, is what we're going for. Right. Right. So but 700 argue, is not even half argue, of 18. Yeah. Correct. They argue to get less of that. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. Okay. So then you go back definitely not a, a good win financially in court. So then you decide, okay, I need to make this work. And how do you say, I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to then make this the thing I focus on? Like what made you choose the firm as your point to focus on? That was the only business that I already had. Okay. And I had like, it's funny. See, God, God gives you exactly what you need. Right. Right. When I left, I was before this divorce temporary order hearing after the shooting, I had relocated to Florida, but I'm still working remote for the dealership. Right. Okay. But I said, I don't with the shooting, like I'm kind of seeing a couple of like odd things before the money's taken out. I said, I don't know how long 
me working remote and like I'm kind of seeing some changes in my in-laws. Like my in-laws mm. were, were were my parents. Like I, I didn't have in-laws. I had I had another dad, another mom. That's how close. Right. We were. Okay. Okay. So as I'm starting to see a couple things change, like I see, I told my brother, I said, you know, what? I, I'm going to give myself a year mm-hmm. to get the firm going to where I need it to go to provide for me financially how I'm accustomed to living. Okay. So I gave myself a year to get the firm together. That was my goal when I moved here in December. Okay. So, um, in, at the end of February is when we had the court hearing. And that's when I realized, okay, well, I I told God I'm going to do it in a year. God said, no, boo-boo, you need to go ahead and do it in the next 30 days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So how did you make it for a year on only $700 a month? I'm going to say God. Mm-hmm. So I know what I do is business. I know everything right. about business, how to start a business, how to grow a business. So I, I know financially what the numbers should look like. That first okay. month, I'm not going to say what that number is because I am still in, you know, divorce litigation. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, that that first month, God was like, see, I told you I got you. Right. Okay. So okay. that first month was more than I could ever imagine I would mm-hmm. make in a business doing it full time in just 30 days. I know what I know. I know realistically what the growth numbers should look. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you so already have I, your business skill. Okay. So when I, when I, when I, when I saw what I made the first month and that's just me just, you know, starting to do videos, just taking it. And I was like, okay, God, that's like, you're, you are showing me like, I got you. You are mm-hmm. going to the fire. I'm going to the fire, but I'm not getting brought. Okay. Okay. I got this. I got this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could do all this, but okay, let's, let's roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So then you get into the business and then it's growing. We won't give out, you know, details or financials because you're still in the legal proceedings. But at what point did you feel like I'm, I'm trusting God to provide for me, but who knows if he's going to do the same next month and then the next month. What, what was that process for you psychologically? I didn't, I didn't have that thought. Mm, Okay. At all. So once, once God showed me in, 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 in month one, what I could do, Mm -hmm. I'm already in, okay, well, how do I double that? Okay. <laughs> like, like you already showed me it's working. Once That's I know right. it's working, well, now it's time to scale. That's right. Okay. 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 So, um, so for everyone who is listening, who may not know the actual name of your business, it actually is called the firm. We're not just using it as just like a noun, a general right. noun. So it's definitely called right. the firm. Right. Um, and I'll make sure we include all of your contact information, your social media, et cetera. And was your first um, idea, of course, we had COVID, so you're able to leverage the power of social media and getting started from there. So what would you say would be advice for other individuals who may be either forced into a career transition or who want to go into a career transition? What would you advise them to do to then make it become successful and feasible financially? Um, one, start, start mm-hmm. where you are, how, however that looks, the, okay. I, the biggest roadblock is people are waiting to start the business where, you know, the purple unicorn is sitting outside the lucky <laughs> leprechaun holding the four leaf clover, is, you know, sitting <laughs> out. like if you have to start in your mom's, in your mom's house in the mm-hmm. basement, out your trunk, just start. Okay. Just start. You may have a, just start your, you may have a little website that you made by yourself on Wix. Um, <laughs> so it may, it may look a little bootleg in the beginning and that's fine. You know, Amazon started in a garage, Apple mm-hmm. started in a garage. You know, I always say master P it just, just start. It is going <laughs> right. to be a little bootleg. It's going to be a little bootleg. Okay. Cause, right. But just start. Just start. Okay. Wherever okay. you are, just start. Start your okay. business. Start trying to get your clientele. If you don't know what you want to do, 
I always tell people, what do people ask you for your help on and make that into a business? Because you already know that you can get clients. So if people mm-hmm. ask you, hey, can you, make, can you make a cake for my son's birthday? Baby, we need to go ahead and start that that, mm-hmm. that that dessert company. If people ask you, you know, to help them organize their closet or pantry, well, let's go ahead and start that, organize, that, that organizing business. You know, mm-hmm. whatever people mm-hmm. ask you for your help on, start there. Okay. Okay. That's great advice. Now, one of the things that you did mention as far as your purpose and what you're doing now is your adjust the crown or adjust your crown. That was one of your businesses that you also started. So what was the motivation behind adjust your crown? Adjust your crown is being in a toxic relationship and then getting out of a toxic relationship, I realized there's a thousand one reasons why women may stay, right? Or why mm-hmm. or, or why women may be in a situation or, or not be treated how they know that they should be treated, okay? Whether it's just to make peace or I don't want to, you know, ruffle the family up or whatever the reason is. Over Mm -hmm. time, that's not going to be sustainable. So I call the process of, you know, not really, you know, standing up for your value or, you know, demanding what you're worth. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned, I kind of phrase it as, you know, sometimes we may let our crown slip. So adjust your crown. So, okay, you made a mistake. You were in a situation. You allow some things to happen. It's no problem. Just adjust your crown. Just put it back, you know, all the way at the top, at the middle, Mm -hmm. regain your value, regain your sense of self, and then move on. Mm -hmm. I battled a lot with, girl, how did you get here? Girl, you smarter (laughs) than that. Girl. And then once you start to get, see, when when you're in the toxic relationship, there is so much havoc and chaos going around. Like you're just in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. So as I am moving out and as I'm, you know, these, these rose colored glasses are coming off and I'm seeing things for what they are, I think anger, resentment at yourself starts to happen. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in, you know, the, the toxic person is this big, bad person. And what, yes, the toxic person is, is evil. But at the end of the day, you, people will treat you how you allow them to be treated. So I, Very I, true. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like nothing is our fault. Like we're grown, mm-hmm. we're accepting this. So we need, you need, you need to take responsibility for this mm-hmm. and heal from this. That's right. Because sometimes if you continue to play the victim, then you always see someone else as responsible for your pain. And they probably are. But what did you do to allow it? Or what did you ignore? So, okay, I think that's beautiful. And so when you are in your adjust your crown, is that like a businesswoman come to you for for discovering purpose and profit? Or what is that? Or is it just your approach to life and business? Here's the funny thing. I first started Adjust Your Crown just in, I, I started Adjust Your Crown before I had to deal with all the money being gone. Mm, okay. So okay. there is maybe November, December, January, there's about a three month window between the shooting and the money being gone. Mm, okay. Okay. So I started Adjust Your Crown because I realized as a woman and as a wife, forget being in a toxic relationship. Let's just take healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. A lot of times wives and moms put their needs, put their aspirations, put their goals, put their self-care on hold because, you know, a, a wife and mom's job is is is, is 24-7, seven mm-hmm. days a week. You know, we got mm-hmm. the kids, we got the husband, we got the house, we got making sure everything is okay. We got, you know, managing all the schedules. And a lot of times in a healthy environment, we get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle and the, and the soccer and the, and the, and the, award <laughs> and, the vacay and the this and the that, that we right. forget about us. Very true. Very true. Are we doing something for self-care? Are we doing something for our mental health? Like on, on our to-do list, 
like we'll be on there, but we're at the bottom. And then if everyone else's things don't get done, you know, then everyone else gets put above us. So I have first started Adjust Your Crown just as like a, a woman's empowerment. Like, you know, we got to make sure that we kind of take care of ourselves and don't forget your goals and aspirations. And if, mm. if you're tired and drained, then you're not, then, then you can't be there for anyone. And so that's how Adjust Your Crown first started. Okay, okay. Once the money got taken out, because see, it, first all the money got taken out. Now mm. I'm having, now I'm having to fight. So I'm in divorce court fighting the divorce. Mm. I'm in civil court fighting the hijacking of the business. That's mm. two attorneys. I got deposition fees. I, I mean, I, I'm, I have, a, right. I have every bit of eight, $10,000 a month, just legal deposition. Mm -hmm. I got all these fees. See, this, this is the other part of, of financial abuse. Mm. I'm going to, we're right now we're on our fourth motion for compel in civil court. That means the oh, judge wow. has ordered them to do something and they just aren't doing it. Right. Right. They're just not, to make me have to now go back in court. Every time we go back in court for a hearing, I'm about to get, get hit, you know, with a, mm -hmm. a comma in the invoice because that <laughs> attorney right. has, you know, so I'm going to drain your research. I don't know how much money you're making over there, but I'm about to make you waste all your money on this court case right. so that eventually you just quit. That's right. That's right. That's right. That so is as right. I am going through all this, I said, mom, I said, now I call myself one little strong cookie. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, I am a strong woman. I am used to handling financial burden because I handled it in my, in my own family, mm -hmm. uh, in the marriage. I'm like, I already had a business started. I just wasn't, I was just kind of doing it for play. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my, my specialty is business startups. Mm, okay. okay. I said, but Mom, I said, what if I was a stay-at-home mom? What if I hadn't worked for the last 10 years? Right. So now when I pull out my resume, there's a 10-year gap. What mm. if, you know, like That's right. I have a strong mentality, like I I work best under pressure. Like if you put my back against the wall, that's where I thrive. That's why I believe God did this to me to right. make me be proactive. But what if I was a woman who had more of a passive, you know, personality, you know, mm -hmm. and just losing a 10 year marriage, you know, and then, oh my gosh, I have no money. Oh my gosh. How am I going to fend for myself for $700 a month? What if mm -hmm. this woman depended on this person financially? Cause a lot of times in these relationships, the man wants to be the the uh, breadwinner to have control over everything. I Very said, true. What would that woman be doing right now? She would be in an insane asylum or commit suicide. Right, right. Or so just said, barely, or just choosing just to stay because she could not financially correct. Yeah, provide correct. for herself. Yeah. So that's when I said no. I was like, you know, but I, so, um, I said, no, I am going to, let's just change all this woman empowerment. Like, mm -hmm, we're going to change all that. <laughs> and I'm about to help women be able to start a business with limited resources in 60 days. Like mm. we need to be able to get some money. So if you can at least, you know, pay for your car note while you're at your mama's house, you know, at least pay for y'all and the kids to be able, you know, to go to the movies once a month. Like right, I right. want to be able, because me just me experiencing the financial abuse firsthand it's mm -hmm. just kind of like if i didn't have my earning capacity i don't know where i would be right 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 and a lot of women don't don't have my earning capacity right and i do i'm a strong believer in purpose and how just psychologically as well as spiritually sometimes things happen because you are the best candidate for the job to experience it to walk in the shoes so that you can then know how to help pull other people out of it or to put up barricades so they don't fall into that same trap so right. i'm i'm you know very appreciative of you choosing to be courageous enough to, you know, hit the ground, knowing how to provide for you and your family or your son, and then being able to then use that to help other women get out of that same situation. 
And it is true. There are women who are more passive, who don't have as, you know, you're an attorney, multi, you know, serial um, entrepreneur, multi-million dollar, multiple multi-million dollar businesses. And so you know how to do that. But for the women who don't have that, I'm grateful that they at least now have you as a resource to help them pull up, to not have to stay in a toxic, abusive, or just unhealthy and unhappy marriage they can then choose an opportunity or resource such as you, even just listening to your videos and your posts can be inspirational and then they can try to get encouragement and then to move on. So learning all of that, all that you've been through, there are a lot of mistakes. So what were some of the financial mistakes you saw that you made in your marriage that we can also help other women or other spouses not experience? I think I said this earlier, but the number one mistake I feel I made was allowing my husband to convince me to have his mom pay our bills. Mm, okay. So okay. he was, I mean, that was like, that was like a, a three month argument. He just would not back down from that. He just insisted that his mom paid the bills. And mm -hmm. so when I say pay the bills, I mean, you know, write writing the, check the checks, our mm -hmm. account. Correct. So during in, and I'm struggling with, I am a very, I am a very financially um, self-sufficient woman. Mm -hmm. When I met my husband, I was, I was doing very well as an attorney and his businesses, he had a club and a clothing store and they both closed down. Mm, mm -hmm. so I'm looking at him like and so we had started our first business venture together with the selling of the hair extensions but he couldn't tell me nothing about finances because <laughs> baby you're closing down business you know? <laughs> like, I, I have businesses right 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 so mm -hmm. once we got married you know it's you know well you know wife's supposed to be submissive so it's like well, you know, you are supposed to be submissive and the man is supposed to lead, but I mean, ooh, are you going to lead us, you know, to the mountaintop, you know, or <laughs> right. to the like, where are you going to lead us to? <laughs> right, And right. so me just, I know I'm a strong woman. I know that, you know, I can be a lot to handle, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a strong woman at work, but I'm still trying to be my wife role at home. So mm -hmm. not knowing the exact, finances like what's going out I have a, a clue you know like I think most women are like yeah I, I know how much the mortgage is and I know how much this is but if you are not on that account seeing all those checks that are coming out a lot of times you don't know what else is leaving and mm -hmm. if you are in a toxic relationship or you're in a relationship where a man's trying to control things he's going to make that almost damn near impossible for you to even have access to. So if you, if I would say, if, if you're with a partner who's fighting you on that, don't just keep fighting. That fight needs to be the sign of, Hey, you need to understand that this is not a good look. Right. That is unhealthy. It's Very not unhealthy. going to change. So then should you seek, seek legal counsel or what should you do? Just stay how would someone who is more passive and stuck in a controlling or financially abusive relationship address that? We don't, we don't need to address anything with a toxic person because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's just going to make the chaos more. We don't mm -hmm. need to alert them that we think that they're doing this. They're mm -hmm. just going to be sneakier and hide it better. That's true. You need to start getting a game plan. Not mentioning okay. you, don't don't tell the person, well, I heard this girl on this podcast and she said, girl, you got to get you a game plan. You can't tell nobody right, what your right. game plan is. Yes, to I think that's to, smart. You have to get a game plan as to, and it, it, it may take you six months. It may take you a year. I don't know how you can earn some money on the side. I don't know where you can keep the money where the person doesn't know it, but you, you need to know, I need to get a game plan or I need to just, you know, take this bungee cord and just jump out, go to my mama's house, have <laughs> nothing and, and start over. But it's, that is going to be your first sign of baby. Something's not right. Cause anyone who is not hiding anything Anyone who is, you know, going to be loving, transparent with the money that is our money in, in this household, regardless of who's making it, is going to want their spouse to feel confident in the finances. 
That's right. That's right. Very true. Very true. Okay. Okay. I think that's excellent. That's great advice. And if you are already a wife with a submissive mentality, you may feel like, well, I cannot not tell my husband because that's being dishonest. But if you were in a domestic violence shelter or if you need to get safety, they would tell you the same thing. Have a plan, have an escape. So there's nothing wrong because you are being abused. It just so happens to be financially that's leading to other emotional and possibly physical experiences. So you're not being uh, sinful or in any way betraying your marriage. You have to focus on you living long enough to then have a legacy. So make a plan, great advice, and then go from there. And then regardless of how small it is, just be determined to make that plan. And then don't tell anyone, not even the friend that you think you can trust because they might say it it out at the last minute. Another thing we can do, let me just add this, is Mm -hmm. if we're not ready to leave, if we're kind of like, I just don't even know where this is going, make yourself employable. Mm -hmm. So if like, and I saw this with, with, I saw this with my mom. My mom was a school teacher before she met my dad. Got married. Mm-hmm. They were married for 20 years. Then they got divorced, right? Mm-hmm. My mother worked for my dad and was a stay-at-home mom. So we have oh, okay. 15-year gap on our resume for what her career was. Mm, okay. So if you have a license and you are blessed to not have to work, keep your license active. Do your mm-hmm. CLEs or whatever are the you know educational re- requirements to keep your realtor's license, to keep your teacher's license. Right. You, you can start you a small little side business. Join a network marketing business. Do something where you aren't looking like you're trying to start something for real. But if you just have an extra thousand, two thousand dollars coming of, of income just coming in, you can act like, hey, I just want to, you know, I want to just, you know, start this. You know, you can start like a little more. I think ML. I think network marketing companies are great for a person who doesn't have a lot of upfront capital. And Mm -hmm. we're just trying to kind of get our feet wet in the business sector. If you already have a skill, go ahead and start your business. Act like it's just a hobby. You want to just start something. Just get you something that can get you one to $2,000 at least of income coming in a month. Right. And then you, you that way you will have something to pivot from when right. and if you leave. That's right. And don't let them know, like you said, make it where it appears to be a hobby and don't let your financials, exactly. don't let your financials be known. Okay. Okay. Um, so in adding those great tips and pearls of wisdom, how can we then avoid mistakes in business or what are the common business mistakes? So once you do get this business, how can you escape the toxic relationship start a business, walk in your purpose, uh, achieve wealth, then how can you sustain it without making common business mistakes? Some common business mistakes would be, number one, not forming your entity structure from the beginning. Okay. So a lot of times we want to start the business, make sure that we're making money, make sure it's viable, and then we'll go and get the LLC. Well, The LLC, number one, is going to separate you from your business. So if something were to happen, then, you know, your personal money, your house, your assets can't be touched. So Mm -hmm. we're forming the LLC really to protect you, not for the business. Okay. Okay. A lot of times people will not form the LLC, get their business booming, and then go try to form the LLC. But now their business name is taken. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so now we have to do a whole new rebrand and change our name and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So definitely getting the LLC. Mm-hmm. And then once you have an LLC, what are some common LLC mistakes once you are established legally with your legal structure? I would say not running it like it's a business. So okay. a lot of times, you know, we are starting from the bottom, you know, we are, it's, it is bootleg, it is handmade, you know, this is where we are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we are planning on making this either a six or a seven figure business. So no matter how bootleg it looks, it needs to be ran in such a way. So the biggest mistake would be either not having a business bank account, like we're still running all of our money through our personal account, although it's for our business, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we are taking cash and not putting it in the business account. We're accepting cash app, uh, mm-hmm. Venmo, mm-hmm. you know, you know, run it like it's Walmart. Right. You okay. Walmart okay. and cash app the cashier, you know what it is? No, you can't, you know, it's, they have, they have something called point of sale systems, payment processors. So, mm-hmm. you know, running, running your business, like it's a real business, not swiping your business, uh, check card for lashes, for nails, you know, <laughs> for personal stuff. Right. Right. So yeah, you can get those little square card readers. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's something you can do to have that as a way to separate the transaction. Even if they're paying you with a cash app card, it's still going to you through the business rather than Correct. just your own cash app. And then all, when you are using your business card for lashes, then that opens up, it's called piercing the veil, which Perfect. you would be more uh-huh. about. So then mm-hmm. of course, if you're doing that, then you're still saying, oh, I have an LLC, but now that you've used business money for personal reasons, now that does make you more vulnerable legally. So um, you have that. I also saw that you mentioned on how to sign contracts. If you're not just doing services or products, but you're doing actual services, what are some of the things that people should do to avoid making a mistake with that for contracts in their LLC? They need to first make sure that they have contracts and contracts that they understand. So mm. let's just not pull a contract off of Google. Do you even know <laughs> what you're signing? That's right. That's right. Um, do you understand what you're signing and is the contract protecting you for what you think it's supposed to protect you for? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, then, go ahead. How should you sign the contract? So you're going to sign the contract, your name on behalf of so-and-so LLC. So we're not just, we're not just signing our name. We're going to sign our name. And then underneath it should say your name. And then on behalf of Joy's LLC. Okay. Okay. So it has the signature line, your name, date, um, all of that under there, your title. And so then you would put like your name, Joy Hunt, you're signing it. And then next to it, do you also write on behalf of Joy Hunt's LLC? So it depends on the contract on the con, you know, how, how a contract will have like sign your name, but then mm-hmm. underneath it already have your name printed there. Mm-hmm. So where the part is printed, if it says your name on behalf of Joy's LLC, then you mm-hmm. can just sign your name. If it just says Joy's LLC under like on the line, then mm-hmm. I will sign Joy Hunt on behalf of Joy's LLC or Joy Hunt as president of Joyce LLC. Okay. 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 I'm signing this because I mean, an an LLC, although it's a separate entity, you know, the LLC doesn't have hands and it can't come over here and sign this contract. You are a a person representing the LLC. So you always want to make sure that there is some distinctive language saying that it's you on behalf of the business. Okay. 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 Uh, Excellent advice. And then anything else? One I see often is that people don't even have a contract because they think that, oh, okay, well, we're friends. We're cool. It should be okay. What are your thoughts about that? Business is business and business is grimy. Mm -hmm. So you may start off at friends and we're going to end as foes. You're going to start off as a family and hey, things happen and things change. (laughs) It's mm-hmm. just, it's just one, it, that's just how business is Two, I believe in everyone having reasonable expectations. So mm-hmm. let's put the expectations in writing before we make any money. Mm-hmm. Me and you are best friends, you know, we're maybe we're roommates, you know, I'm struggling a little bit. You're struggling a little bit. We want to start this business. There has been no money exchange. We are all on the same page. Mm-hmm. The second the money comes in, things change. Mm-hmm. People's opinion changes. Maybe, you know, they thought you was going to be at the office more than you were. Or maybe you thought I don't have to be at the office because I'm the one that used my credit to get all the equipment. So now, you know, people start looking and seeing, you know, is this person really worth half of the money that she's getting? And that's how things kind of go downhill. So mm-hmm. I always say, get everything in writing just, just to protect, to protect the friendship, to protect the relationship, 
to protect everyone's expectations. So mm-hmm. we are 50-50. Hey, she's going to you know, be using her credit to help us get uh, equipment or she's going to be, you know, signing. Uh, we're using her credit to sign the lease to get the to get the space. Uh, the other person it doesn't have any money to put up and no credit, but they're going to work the business, you know, 90%. Whatever are your expectations, just put them in writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. I, I thought you meant when, when I said work full, work full time, you meant, you know, Monday through Friday, not <laughs> you know, right. and I'm like, well, you haven't put no money up. You didn't put no credit up. You need to be here if we're open six days. You need to be here six days. And, you know, have everything just mapped out in the beginning before the money hits. So everyone has the same expectations and that yes. will alleviate a lot of problems. And make sure you have that in writing on paper that everyone signs and dates, not just saying it and saying, oh, we talked about it because they can say, oh, no, I don't remember that. So make Mm -hmm. sure you have that in writing as well. Now, you mentioned like money, financing and credit. What about if you are beginning a new business or you already started it and you don't have the ideal credit or credit score or the finances? And we're starting from scratch. You may just use a little bit and saving up until you get there. But what do you do if you don't have an ideal credit score to get the equipment or the products or even the promotional materials that you need? Uh, There will be a couple of things. Number one, you can apply for business grants. Mm. So I have a grant bundle, you know, that, that gives you links to 900 business grants. It's updated every month. So you always know what business grants are available. I'm okay. going to have training videos and a grant templates to kind of explain to you what to ask for, what not to ask for, and how to fill out the grant application. Okay. okay. However, for the most part, you are going to have to, for a, give me six months of not getting your hair done, not getting your lashes done. Mm-hmm. Not getting your nails done, not being at happy hour, not being at <laughs> demons, no right. vacation. You're going to have to just grind it out for six months. If you can turn in your car and get a cheaper car, if we can go from a two bedroom to a one bedroom. Mm-hmm. I remember when I started, and this is just not, well, when we started, uh, we started our salon franchise in 2012 and I had, I just got a Jaguar off the showroom floor. I turned mm-hmm. the Jaguar in and I left with a Toyota Sequoia. It was mm-hmm. going to be about a $500 a month difference in the note. Mm-hmm. But that $500 can go for some of the shampoo, conditioner, right. rent, payroll. So I'm like, well, I know I'm not going to be in a, in a Toyota Sequoia forever, but I can be in a Toyota Sequoia for six months to a year to be able to use that money to make me more money. That's right. That's right. That's right. So be so, strategic. Correct. I think a lot of times people think, especially these these uh, these new age entrepreneurs from social media, like I'm going to keep my same lifestyle. I'm going to be able to hang out, party, shop, and then the purple unicorn with the lucky leprechaun riding on is going to come drop off this bag. I'll have all the money that I can ever <laughs> get. And like that's just not how it happens. Right. You're, you are going to have to make the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. And a lot of people are already in our society feeling so entitled and yes. having unrealistic expectations of yes. becoming like Insta famous or influencers. And they, don't rec- months. Right. Uh-huh. and they don't understand that, you know, you have to learn, you have to right. actually do some work and you have to, right. have to have a skill and that you may not be as great as you think that you are. So you might need to have, you know, learn and, you know, one, be humble, accept where your weaknesses are, but then capitalize on your strengths and then go from there. Um, And then another thing, um, I'm going to definitely make sure that we include all the links to your grants and your website and your social media so they can find you. And then um, I guess if we can have one or two more points of advice. So if you have already started a business, you already have partners, but you did not have a contract, you don't have anything um, with an understanding with them on paper, how do you then have that conversation or how do you go back and restart and do it the correct way with those same individuals? Be honest. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was listening to this podcast and I really value um, our friendship. I value our business relationship. I value you know, everyone's commitment in starting this business. Mm-hmm. However, we don't have anything in writing. 
So I would like, let's just sit down, you know, we can go mm -hmm. to Starbucks, we can, you know, just knock it out here in the office. Let's just, you know, everyone just kind of sit down, write out what everyone's expectations are, and let's just write out what we agree, how are things going to be ran. So if it's more than one of y'all uh, to to get something done, is it is it just the majority vote mm -hmm. or is it a unanimous consent, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Are we dividing the profits and the losses 50-50 or 30-30? Like, how are we dividing everything? You know, are we taking a salary? Like, when the when the business does start making money, is everyone going to be pulling a salary? If, if we're making money and we're taking the money out, well, then what money do we have to, to reinvest to get more inventory or for more marketing or to hire more employees? So, like, what is, let's just, you know, have... And everything in writing as to what we want to do. So when we do start taking off in business, everyone's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great, great advice. That'll also help avoid a lot of complications from the beginning or avoid any continued complications or any legal complications either. Well, right. I, I definitely appreciate all of your advice that you have shared with our listeners. I'm very grateful for you sharing your expertise and how you used your purpose and your pain, and then not only helped to, you know, navigate your life and overcome trials and challenges, but also then using that to help other women adjust their crowns and to live more purposefully and more financially independent. So is there anything that you may want to close with any last advice or last words that you want to give both our male and female audience? Hmm. Okay. I will say this. Remember that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are in life right now, no matter where you are in life, in your personal life, no matter where you are in business, like this is not your final destination. This is just where you're starting. Right. And right. you need to come up with a why. Like what is your purpose of wanting to start your business, change your life? Like what is your purpose in doing this? But you're, it doesn't need to be anything physical, like physical. Like I want a new car, I want a new house. Like because when mm -hmm. when when life gives you one of those Mike Tyson blows, you're gonna <laughs> forget about that car, you're gonna forget about that purse, you're gonna forget about that. <laughs> right. So find out what your why is. I never want to be homeless again. I never want to have to depend on a man again. I never want my kids to struggle how I struggled. I never want my parents to have to live how they, like, what, what, whatever is your why mm -hmm. that needs to be posted wherever you can see things daily. So your refrigerator, your car console, your bathroom mirror. So what you don't want along with what it is that you do want. So I mm -hmm. am a successful CEO making $50,000 a year. I am a mm -hmm. successful CEO making $50,000 a month. Mm -hmm. I'm a successful CEO making $50,000 a day, whatever mm -hmm. is your number, what, 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 whatever is, is, is what it is that you want, write that down on a post-it note, mm -hmm. have that on your bathroom mirror, have it on the console of your car. If you're on the bus, maybe put it on your screensaver. And every day you say these words, I am a loving mom, or I'm a great dad, and I'm a successful CEO of a mm -hmm. seven-figure business. You, you just say that every single day. Because whatever it is you say, you're going to believe. And then whatever right. it is that you believe, you're going to be able to achieve. The problem is a lot of times what we see is negativity. Mm -hmm. What we see is what we don't want. But it, we are. this is our surrounding. This is what I'm in. So this is what I'm seeing. So what, a lot of times when you see something constantly, you're going to repeat whatever it is that you see. So if you don't like what That's you right. see, change what you're seeing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. I think that's excellent. And also be able to recognize that you can celebrate small successes as well. So if you're an overachiever, yes. if you're an overachiever yes. like we are, then you might be like, okay, well, unless I have a million dollars today, tomorrow, then I'm not you know, succeeding. But it's okay to recognize that I can have miniature or in-between milestones, celebrate those and shoot for those to make it more manageable and to help not feeling so depressed or overwhelmed or like a failure make your ultimate goal 
And then what can you have for your monthly goal? Sometimes maybe even your daily goal or your quarterly goal, and then try to achieve those and be disciplined in achieving those. And then you'll see much more progress and you'll be more motivated to continue. And then depending on where you are, like, especially if you're leaving something that's not so good, mm -hmm. that day may need, like, I need, if I can just get to this hour. If I can just make it through this, let me get to 12 o'clock. That's true. Yeah. Let me get to dinner time. I made it through today. Like you, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta have your goals, you know, start where you are. Like I always say, I like, give me like a 30-day goal, a, a six-month goal, and a year goal. And so we're mm-hmm. always, and then once you're not got that 30, we're adding another goal. So we're always, you know, having goals that are are instantly attainable, some in the next couple of months, and then some in in several months ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, great, great. Excellent advice. Well, I thank you again. I'm going to include all of your information in the description boxes on YouTube, as well as on the podcast link. And so I'm thankful. I can't wait to um, continue our connection and go and see all the great things that you do. And I'm grateful for you sharing your advice and your experiences with my audience. So thank you so much, Joy. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone for joining the Politics and Psychology Summer Series. I look forward to meeting with you every Sunday this summer for these special episodes. Enjoy your summer. Like my favorite CD, cruising and it's just me in the